Welcome to the Shoot This Now podcast. Yes. Um, I'm Tim Malloy. I'm Matt Donnelly. We both work at The Wrap, and uh, what we do is write and edit stories mostly about entertainment and talk about Michael Fassbender. Um, <laughs> and um, this, this is a new thing we're trying. Um, we're going to talk about projects that we think should be made. Mm-hmm. All day long, we write about entertainment stories. We write about movies and TV and things like that. Um, there's a lot of great stuff that really knocks us out. Um, and to be clear, not stuff that's already come through the pipeline as available for option or stuff that might be already be like be considered as a, as a property to sell, but stories we encounter that lend themselves immediately to adaptation. Yeah. This is stuff where like when we're reading ourselves to sleep, go like, this should be a movie. And then we kind of in the back of our head go like, I'm going to write this movie. And then we go like, no, I'm not. I have to work all the time. Yeah, exactly. And then be like, I'm going to start a production company, develop this movie. And I'll be like, A24. And then have another donut and write another story. Yeah. And then you just work. So we're like frustrated, creative. (laughs) But but that doesn't mean you have to be frustrated. You can take and steal these ideas and go for it. Yeah. Um, These are basically movies we would like to see instead of the movies that – Instead of some of the movies that we're seeing now. Some to most of the movies we have to see. Now. All the movies we see are bad. <laughs> and we would like to see some good movies like these. And I thought we could start with a property that I'm pretty sure no one else um, <laughs> is aware of. <laughs> it's the story of Matt Donnelly and his strange relationship with John Mayer. Yeah. I have a very strange relationship with John Mayer. I, I, first of all, let me say I love John Mayer, and um, I, I'll admit I shouldn't put it in, in the universe because then there'll be precedent, but I'm 33, sure. and why that's material is, is that I, I, I make this, this claim to fame all the time with my group of friends. When I was a teenager, there was a record store called The Wall, and mm. The Wall, not like a Sam Goody, had a $5 bin. Hmm. And I discovered John Mayer's Room for Squares, his debut album, in the $5 bin, which means it had already been released and had not succeeded to the wall standards and was therefore put in a <laughs> discount bin when I found it. And I'm like, oh, I love this guy. Turned all of my friends onto him in high school. And then he became a bigger phenomenon with the next subsequent albums, including the biggest one with Your Body's Wonderland, all that kind of stuff. Oh, I've loved him since I since before he was cool. So I kind of feel attached to John Mayer in a way. Matt Donnelly, breaking news here. Yeah. You're saying there was a John Mayer album before the album with Your Body is a Wonderland? Yes, it's called Room for Squares. Oh, that's the one with yeah. I'm Gonna Run. And through the the house. House. I was going to say, it's about how he's going to be cool later. And it's okay. Like, so um, there, was, there was a friend I had long ago uh, when I worked at Associated Press who told me that like that album had one of the most profound lines she'd ever heard and it was um the line about all of our parents you probably know it um no oh, oh no it's kind of a throwaway line I'll, we'll come back to it isn't it that song it's in that song okay. uh, um, we're gonna find the lyrics to uh this is great podcasting right here yeah i'm looking at <laughs> lyrics run through the halls of my high school because I don't know what that song is actually called. No such thing. Welcome to the real world. My John Mayer sounded like Macy Gray, by the way. Oh, um, this is the line that you yeah. really liked. They read all the books, but they can't find the answers. And all of our parents, they're getting older. All of our parents. Because her point was, we have so many parents now. Nobody has just two parents. Oh. A lot of parents. I thought that was a... Yeah, that's, that's multiplied loss. Wow. Sometimes, sometimes like a good read of a story, yeah. of a song is better than what the song even intends. A million percent. And shout out, <laughs> shout out you person. That was a good read of that song. Yeah. Um, wait, 
John, actually, John Mayer, and this will come up in the story. Actually, we can probably edit this out, but uh, this will come up later. Oh, John we're not Mayer, editing anything out. John Mayer and, and Dave Chappelle, which is part of the story I'm going to tell you, did a story together on Friday. And he was talking about. Did a, con- how, did a concert together on Friday? Con- yeah, sorry, yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Did a concert together um, last Friday before the new year, and they were talking about how um, songs always fall off in the second verse. Mm. And he wonders if sometimes that, like, do you get choruses and do you get great first verse by, like, one idea that goes totally off the goddamn rails and then you have to be reined back in? Like, um, <laughs> he talked about the song Night Moves. Mm. And how uh, there's a lyric in there like... Is that the Bob Seger song? Yes, Bob Seger. And how there's a line there that says, I'm solving mysteries with no clues. And he's like, ooh. And he imagines that Seger's just stoned watching Scooby-Doo. And he's like, um, <laughs> and then I go to the haunted mansion. And Mr. Clemens' ghost is rattling around. And, like, it is, and then the producer's like, listen, we love solving mysteries with no clues. But the song's about night moves. So why don't we keep that? We're going to cut the rest of the mystery gang. We're going to cut all that. And just let's just keep the mysteries, but we'll keep the mystery a mystery. You know what I mean? And then we'll get back on track with the song. So anyway, that's John Mayer's um, joke. That's John Mayer's joke. John Mayer's funny. John Mayer's funny. He also I don't want to ruin this for anybody. He has a fucking incredible impression of Drake and how Drake only wow. sings five notes. One, two, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Five, three, two, one. One, two, four, five. Five, 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 three, five. That's yeah, amazing. It's kind of amazing. He does. He has a much better singing than I. Am. Anyway. Uh, I, I want to. Yeah, I, know, I know there might be a tendency to like group in John Mayer with terrible groups like Dave Matthews and things like that. <laughs> well, not like and Nickelback, but just no, like not that, that bad. No. But you know, I was like, this guy's like real pretty, and like he sings his songs yeah. about like all of our parents, and your body is a wonderland, mm-hmm. and like I'm a dude, and I was kind of like, yeah, this sucks, whatever. <laughs> but then, then in the breakdown, first my friend pointed out the thing about all our parents and whatever yeah. lyric that was, and mm-hmm. I was like. I respect that. That's true. That's a good line. <laughs> and then also the breakdown of your body is a wonderland, which I thought was like a real schmaltzy dumb yeah. song. Mm-hmm. When it gets to the part where he does this like little guitar break, mm-hmm. that guitar break is absurd. It's so good. It's so good. And it, and and the song t- takes you. Whether you want to go or not, the song takes you someplace. The yeah. song puts you in like a New York apartment swaddled bedroom with yes. trees and branches swinging like and that's what narrative does by the way oh my god it's a passive experience it picks you up and it takes you away I my other John Mayer respect story mm-hmm. when I learned to respect John Mayer is after Michael Jackson died I got to go to Michael Jackson's memorial to cover oh, it wow. as a reporter and I covered the Michael Jackson trial and like of course like everyone I grew up with Michael Jackson so I was really excited to cover this to not excited, but I was like sort of honored to be there. Um, and everybody did pretty good performances. And then John Mayer comes out and there was kind of this feel in the room of like, what is John Mayer doing? <laughs> like, it's just like, it's like when you're watching like Showtime at the Apollo kind yeah. of, and like, there's like a white guy with glasses who goes up in a bow tie and you're like, oh, why no. is this guy? This guy doesn't know what the Apollo is about. And exactly. he walks out, he's like, I'm with the Vandros. Like, oh my god, this kid can sing. This kid's amazing. So it's a little bit like it's a little bit like that. And John Mayer goes up and instead of doing it's that, the ghost of Sam Cooke. Yeah, yeah. John Mayer goes up and he plays Human Nature. Oh, and did everyone cry? Beautiful. Oh my god, the best and only song I remember. Oh my god, from Michael Jackson's memorial. Wow. Yeah, Beyonce brought Ed Sheeran out for the. Um, Stevie Wonder tribute and everyone wanted to be mad but no one yeah. wanted to question Beyonce yeah. and there's a 
cut tight shot of Jamie Foxx's face in the audience where you can tell he's <laughs> mentally composing a text message to Beyonce about having invited Ed Sheeran to sing jam in his TV one distribute. I'm like, I want to read the text. I want to see what the text says. Like, I imagine it's just like, really? <laughs> but spelled R-L-Y with a question mark? And then she like doesn't respond and then Jamie gets nervous. So, <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. So, okay. So John Mayer has, just for a baseline of yes. whether this is a podcast for you, John Mayer has our respect. John, <laughs> John Mayer is, I think, has a lot going on, and I think someone who in life has a lot of options. And here's my story. So you know that I, I, I was always a fan of his, but that does not inform. Wait, Many can, years go can by. We, can we do yeah. a thing? Yeah. Can we do a thing when we're pitching our, pitching our projects yeah. and we're filmed? Can we start with Fade In? Yes, okay. Okay, Fade In. Okay. Fade In, Hollywood Nightclub. Interior. Um, it's around 2012, so I say there's not as much EDM yet. It's still pretty much classic hip-hop. The uh, the nightclub is modeled after a New York-style marquee, several levels, bottles, um, like hot girls. Like It's not as like a communal, dancey Calvin Harris love show that most nightclubs, I think, in L.A. are now. Um so it's kind of people just look, looking at each other trying to be cool. And I'm sitting at a table, and ha- and it's uh, the host of that, that night, uh, club promoter that night, uh, has a table. It's pretty much half empty, and we're just talking. And in walks John Mayer, and he's in a big hat. Um, and this is like his, uh, I forget what, what era John Mayer this is, but he's now, already done some bad stuff. For people who yeah. don't know you, are yeah. you are you a fancy nice nightclub person? I, are uh, you? I have been... No, I mean, I, I like to go out, I like mm-hmm. to wear jackets, and I mm-hmm. like to um, uh, look across the room as I enter mm-hmm. a nightclub, so it looks like I'm uh, like not really engaged to people looking at me walk in, mm-hmm. and it's like I have other stuff going on, but I, so I enjoy that attention. No, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you, you, at this time, have a job that's kind of like a job someone would have in a movie. Yes, I was the party reporter. I called it at the time the society reporter. Awesome. It was not society. It was a Hollywood party reporter for the LA Times, so I was out all the time at night. Awesome. Um, and then I would get up at some point during the day and, and, and have coffee and, and try to write something. And this was during the day when I, I was able to get away with going out all night and then not even writing the story until the next morning. Incredible. Which is not the news cycle we have now, or I just had a really good. Um, so I don't even remember this was an event. I think I was just out and about, and I was talking, and in walks John Mayer, and he's got this big hat on, and there's like a feather on somewhere, and he looks a little... A little thicker than he has in the past. I think he was going through some bad stuff. And this was after a whirlwind of, like, Cameron Diaz. You know, he loves a celebrity relationship. Yeah. And he's sitting down and he comes and and sits uh, next to me, but not so next to me that it looks, like, too intimate. That He sits down to join a conversation. So it's not weird. So I'm like, oh, it's John Mayer. I say to myself. (laughs) And he starts talking, and he's like, hey, I'm like, hey, he's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. Look, we're all having a nice talk with John Mayer. It's not like um, he's just, like... Just to yeah. clarify. Sure. This is going to be important to the story later. Yes. Yeah. Do you at this point know John Mayer? I don't know John Mayer. I've never met John Mayer at this point. Okay. Because I'm... Th- and, I, and I believe the girlfriend I was with was at the uh, on the other side of this... Um, of this nightclub table and there's like bottles and ice and a lot of mishigas and, and, and half naked ladies who are serving it to in between. So it's hard for me to say to her, you listen, John Mayer just sat down. Now I'm nervous. Right. And I don't feel like, and I, I'm now made to feel uncomfortable because Mayer's here and I don't know how to entertain him. Right. Um, and I imagine I'm not Mayer's cup of tea. <laughs> so we're sitting and talking and then I'm like, Oh my God, John Mayer's so nice. Am I friends with John Mayer? <laughs> so we're talking and he's like, it's 
sweet, but what I recall that is it was sweet, but it's a little dark. And it's like, yeah, man, it's it's just hard out here these days. I try. I say I'm not going to go out. I come out. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. I don't know what he was talking about. I'm like, yeah. I came out for like free vodka and to see my friends. Yeah. And then as we slowly get in the conversation, he starts giving me cues. <laughs> it starts the same stuff that recalls <laughs> past stories I have no idea about. And I'm like, is he one of those people that like talks about people they work with as if everyone else knows them? Like, well, you know what? Sarah did the crazy thing today. But it's like your mom and you expect she expects you to know who Sarah is without te- like communicating that to you. So we well, start saying stuff, yeah. I, I have a friend who's on Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. Or he just gotten on Saturday Night Live. Oh. This is in like 2003. Yeah. And he was on it for a little while. Very nice, funny guy. And before I met him, I knew that he was on Saturday Night Live, but I didn't want to lead with like, oh my God, you're on Saturday Night Live. I was just going <laughs> to try to be normal. Yeah. And he opens the door and he goes, hey, I'm Jeff Richards. I'm on Saturday Night Live. He's like a friend of a friend. So my question is, did John Mayer play it like, you obviously know who I am, I'm John Mayer, or was it more like he thought you... The way the conversation was going is he started started giving me hints. I I started to pick up a vibe that he was referencing stories. Like, for instance, he talked about trying not to text somebody, and then he said something like, well, you know I got a new phone. And I'm like, no, I don't know you got a new phone. But, like, I'm thinking, like, you know, it's... It's 2012. We're all upgrading. I think we, I think at that point, Blackberries were dying, and we were all switching over to iPhone. Yeah. And like I'm like, there were just several weird things to say. <laughs> at some point, he gets up and he's like, I want to finish with you. I'll be right back. And he touches my, like, gives me a knee pad and goes to talk to somebody else. I'm like, this is so weird. And I want to finish with you. Yeah, so I want to finish this conversation with you. But let me, if he goes to do something else. And then he comes back, I want to say 15 minutes later. And he's like, so anyway... Um, <laughs> and, and, like, and then he launched back and then gets very personal about like a, a breakup he had gone through. He didn't name names, because, and you'll right. find out why in a second. Um, and he's like, and, that, and that's just the whole thing. And like, you know, but like I told my therapist, and I'm like, what is happening? And then I realized, like a Las Vegas neon sign. Not only does John Mayer think I'm completely someone else, it's someone he knows very well. So oh. he's revealing, and I'm like, he, there's no other possible explanation than the fact that he looked at me, saw someone he thought I must look this similar to, <laughs> or someone who goes to the nightclub, and he's sharing intimate details of a breakup. And, like, trying to even switch phones to avoid texting somebody oh. and talking to his therapist. He's like, well, you know, and then and then he starts making time references. Like, well, last month, you know, after I did the bolt, like, it was the whole, and I got so uncomfortable. And I'm like, this is the craziest story. And that's so why I, I find my friend at the, at the table, and we kind of shuffle around and I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, you shut your mouth, you play along. Okay, because so, this is yeah. the point in the story. Yeah. When you, your character's at a crossroads. Exactly. And, and I have a moral character. decision to make. And he needs to either be like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think there's been some confusion yeah. here. I'm yeah. not whoever you think I am. Exactly. Or you have to do as your friend said, and your friend functions as kind of yeah. the audience surrogate, I guess, exactly. or something. So what I, did, it. what I did was reflect on my raising and what is right. I took a deep breath and I said, fuck girls, get money, John. <laughs> no, I did, not, I, did, I did not say that. Um, but I totally decided, I'm, like, I'm playing along. I want to see how far this goes. Are we going to get to an STD? Are we going to get to like, he's going to go to Mexico and like write the greatest love album of all time? I'm like, this is a rare opportunity. And by the way, shame on John Mayer. Whoever the person, and by the way, I, I I shudder to think of who we thought I was because if I see this person in the yeah. wild, I guarantee you, <laughs> whoever he thinks I was, I'm gonna look at and be like, "You're a disgusting like I hate you with my car." Um, I should also so, clarify yeah. for our 
per our attorneys that we don't have any knowledge of John Mayer having an STD. That was just a fanciful yes, no. example. That was, yes, sorry. Of a thing that could sorry. happen you could to even, someone. Why don't you bleep STDs so we don't know what we're talking about? Right, just make it way worse. Just, <laughs> I don't know if John Mayer has beep. Also, and if he doesn't nothing, have beep, we have no knowledge of beep. Also, nothing wrong with having an STD. You know, no. it's a virus. It is. Viruses don't it discriminate. Is. All adventurous people do. Um, right. <laughs> okay, so, our lawyers just wanted us to say exactly, that. Exactly, totally, STDs totally. Cool. Thank you, Marty. And John, John Marty Singer. Mary doesn't have one. Um, and also our lawyer wants us to say that Marty Singer is not, not our lawyer. lawyer. Yes, t- totally fine. Also, also Marty Singer worse. wants us to... <laughs> wants to say in no, in no circumstances would he be our lawyer. Um, not even in like a better call Saul, edge of a cliff moment. Um, so... <laughs> I pursue, I run down this rainbow and I think I'll always have this story. It, it's kind of hilarious. And, and I, I, and there's a part of me, like 16 year old me who went to the wall and got the $5 bin. I'm like, yeah, I found you and I made you John Mayer. And now on the shoulder, you cry on motherfucker. But like, it's, it was so sweet. So anyway, I, I really, I have the night. It, it ends. Oh, but hold on. How many more hours do you talk to John Mayer? Oh, two, Mayer? two, three, but then like... <laughs> But like then it's like the the promoter at the time um, was really into like what, like whiskey. So we all like and I was like we were drinking my wine. So we were drinking. It's like no, but makers they like bullet rye. Like so now we're all like ha- like we the entire table decides as a table to have this night. It's not like a, it's not like a casual like let's be cool. Like let's get fucked up and let's like make memories. Yeah. So then, like and then it becomes that scene at a party where two people are talking really intensely yeah. as as like. You know, there are like uh, sparklers popping off. Champagne tops are erupting into sparklers, and like uh, little John is thinking, like uh, per- <laughs> decides to get up and perform at this place, and it's like going off the line. It's just my little, and it's just me and him. Like you deserve better, and you know you deserve better, but not until you love yourself into me. See, so we're having this little thing, and I'm like, I, but now I'm so I have had enough to drink where I'm convinced that we are friends, yeah, and yeah. I am helping him. I'm invested at this point. Yeah, and he might think I'm a sycophant. Uh, but I was really emotionally present for the entire experience, and it was really fun. He's no longer a John Mayer musician. He's no. like your friend John Mayer, who's confiding in you, exactly. and you want to help. And like, I probably, like. I probably call him Jack or JM or something Ooh. weird like that, or just Mayer. Um, hey, you know, Mayer. I just remembered another thing I really like about John Mayer. What? He calls Jack and Cokes Jack and Diane's. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. It's Diet Jack and Cokes. He calls them Jack and Diane's. I don't know how I know that, but I remember John Merrick coming up with that. And that's I'm like, so that's interesting. Just brilliant. That is brilliant. That's a great name for a Jack and Diet Coke. It is. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Not a great drink. No, a Diet Coke is gross. Any no. alcohol. Really? Um, it's, that's like, you make a Diet Coke and like a vodka when you're, when you're 16 and you're like, playing with the bottles. Yeah. Like your parents think. Oh yeah. But yeah. I like that John Merrick like drinks Diet Coke. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like, and I feel like it's one of those things that he's like the only one of the only things he's specific about. Where he's like, um, "Hey, Cheryl, I know it's your turn because my assistant, but can we do diet coke?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate to be this guy, but like it's got to be diet. You know, like you know how you get that taste. You just want the thanks, thanks, Cheryl. You're you're doing so great. Headache. You're working out great. Um, so so you so we have this night. Yes, and obviously this is the last time you ever see. John and I'm like, yeah, this will be a great great dinner party story. Like whatever else it is. And then like in hindsight, <laughs> I'll be like. What space was John Mayer in? I think he was just looking for a friend. And then maybe he'll write a song called, like, 
guy at club who I think is someone who's not, but it's Matt Donnelly. Looking for a okay. friend is a very John Mayer it song is. title. <laughs> it might actually a friend be a real song in this bedroom oh, no. neighborhood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so obviously your relationship with John Mayer is completely over. I walked away and I'm like, okay, it's now time for me to take my, it's my my next chapter. So I move on. And kind of a bummer end to the movie. It's fine, but coincidentally, and this is one of the best parts. To, this is hilarious. Um, the nightclub in question was two blocks away from my apartment. Um, and it's still, it's, it's in Hollywood. I won't say specifics, so I don't incriminate anybody. Um, but it's in Hollywood and it's attached to a sort of a complex where there's a couple of other little shops and retail stuff. And there was a coffee shop that I used to go to every morning because I could stumble there and use their Wi-Fi and just live my life. And like I spent a couple hours there working and getting my bearings because yeah. I'd be out all night. So a couple days later, I want to say maybe even a week later, I was at, I moved on and I went to another assignment. I was on deadline, um, and I had to go right. And I uh, someone in this cafe, and it was a bit, the Live Nation building was next door too. The offices, so it was always very. There's in no way anyone will ever be able to identify this coffee. I know, shop. never, never, no chance. Um, what's, so what's the coffee shop? It's called Tiago. Okay, it's at yeah Hollywood. Um, Tiago. So I remember being there was like hustle bustle, and I, I assume that John lived in the neighborhood or probably somewhere above uh, near Yamashira or in Kenny, where he comes in to the shop. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, it's my pal John Mayer. And I'm like, not in a million years, but I just smiled to myself and made a note to, to text everyone I know and be like, so I saw John today at breakfast, and out of nowhere, he gets his coffee chair and sees me, and like, again, like, this is such a movie moment, so fade in, and, or interior um, coffee shop, Hollywood, daytime, um, Mayor gets his coffee, and he's doing his little fixings at the bar, sees me, beelines to me, and I'm at a two-top, a, two a table for two, I'm on the wall at a booth, and there's a chair in front of me. He spins the chair around. <laughs> he spins the fucking chair around like the coolest substitute teacher you know in school. <laughs> Sits down and starts like poking my stuff, and he's like, "What you got going on over here?" He's like, "What a night, huh?" And I'm like, "No fucking way!" How like wow. my so, but now it's a sober thing. It's the cold end of day, and I'm like, "This is a horrible charade." At this point, I'm like, "Yeah." So I'm like, "Let's just talk about the night. Let's reference the night, wow. right?" So I'm like, "Yes, that night was great." Hope, how are you doing, John? Like, oh, so nice to see you. Hoping it would jog something. He's like, yeah. He's yeah. like, that was, you know, I, I didn't want to go out. I haven't gone out since, and I feel like you know, I just was trying that. But, you know, but thanks. I appreciate what you had to say. I'm like, you still think I'm the person? Like, you're, you're now weaving this entire experience into a large narrative with whoever you think I am. Does he ever use your name or a name? No, but he's not a, I mean, he was very um, buddy, sweetheart. Kind of wow. to everybody, but uh, but it's just. Uh, but why would he use my name? Like, if I see you in a coffee shop, I know you sure. enough. I wouldn't be like, "Hi, Tim." That would be weird. It would be really weird. But like, if I see him, I'm gonna try. So I don't ever fall for this, and I don't have like a likable yeah. face like you do. I, like, but <laughs> That's not if true. I come up to him, I don't face like, isn't likable either. Hi, John Mayer. <laughs> it's good to see you, John Mayer. John Mayer, use my name, John Mayer. <laughs> You're Ralph Mayer's son, are you not? <laughs> Should we get some Jack and Diane's? John Mayer. <laughs> I'm not wearing a wire, John, John Mayer. Um, yeah, wow. so it's just this whole thing that I, I can't get. I, I just, I die, I wonder who. And then I sometimes think about who, whoever the person is that he thinks I am, what if they do something horrible? Right. What if they betray him? Right. What Or what if they actually betray him by doing better? What if they become a better American folk star? Like, what if 
like they write down all his ideas. Yeah, what if they take Jessica Simpson or Cameron Diaz next? Like I don't know. Like I'm just I'm just wide out of someone. Like, did he like, date both of them? He did date both of them. He's dated everybody. He's dated literally everybody. Katy Perry, he, Jennifer Aniston. Do you think he knows who all of the women are who he's dated? I think do you he think knows. He, this used to be my my idea for pick for like a pickup. Yeah, is just to like walk into wherever you are and like look at the person and go like, what? Oh, sorry. I thought you said no. I thought you were talking. You weren't talking. weren't you? You didn't. You didn't just talk. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, this is ridiculous. Sorry. Okay, now we know each other. Oh my Hi, God. I'm Tim. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Aww. I never. Could, I could see you doing that. I never well. had the confidence to yeah. pull it off. But do you yeah. think John Mayer starts a lot of relationships by just going and sitting down at like the table and just like start talking to the person? I I would think so. I think that's overwhelming. I think a lot of of, of people of his ilk probably wrong, you know, choice of words, uh, meet people, um, <laughs> by, uh, by just introducing themselves. There's actually a really great SNL skit with, when Justin Timberlake hosted that, like the, the rate, the dawn of Lady Gaga, when she was the everywhere, and she was oh, yeah. like dying. And the, the joke of the skit was all the, they were on Jeopardy together and all the questions were about their fans. Yeah. And Justin knew nothing about anybody. <laughs> and like, like they wanted an 80 year old man who was like, do you know who I am? Gaga. And she goes, Boop. Seymour. How's oh. Evelyn? Is that the one with what's my name? Yes. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And then there's, they bring out a young female for Justin and she's like, do you know who this person is? And he's like, no, hi. And she goes, we slept together three days ago. And oh. he's like, oh, and she goes, we had that joke about how my feet were cold. Oh. And I'm like, oh, why are you bummed out? That was really funny. Oh, uh, I think that's what happened. You guys, Tim gets, you don't know him, but Tim gets, like, really sad about people's feelings <laughs> being hurt in, like, a sexual context. No. And, like, a, and, like well, I don't want to say this, you can edit it out. This has come up often enough that yeah. I have regular worries about you people's feelings being hurt in sexual context. You do, but, like, and then also, like, you don't like to see strippers or sex workers. Like, it's a whole, I think it's a sweet. Oh, I don't, like, not. Not that you should like it, but, like, you know. I don't have anything, again, I don't. I don't know that about myself. I feel like you don't. Well, how about this? Let me let me back it up. I don't think you like when anybody feels rejected. Right, 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 right. Oh, yes, When no one, when people are like alone or underdogs or not have friends. Um, right. I think that I think it's funny in the context of him being really insensitive that they had an, even like she would reference a joke about their her feet being cold and Tim like wouldn't remember it because he's a douche. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, but like your instinct was go like, oh, like, you're like here's some here's some wedding soup. Let's watch Lifetime. Aww. Like, oh. <laughs> Which would be good for our other idea for a podcast, the Nancy Myers podcast. Oh my god! But there is a Nancy Myers I know, podcast. I know. I don't see why there can't be two. Maybe there will be. Um, so that's that's my strange life with John Mayer, and also well, like maybe don't make it yet and see where we go together. Yeah, because there's a flash forward. There's like kind yeah. of a um, yeah. I, kind I, of a I just saw month. him. I just saw him. And by the way, it reminded me. I, I don't like to use this word, but I saw him with. Uh, it's not that bad. Don't worry. It's in the lawyer word. Um, I saw him do a joint that joint show with Dave Chappelle, and, and Dave said something <laughs> so funny. Dave, as if we're really good friends, I hate when people first. Uh, Mr. Chappelle says something really funny, where he's like, uh, I, "I hang out with Mayor, but bitches love John Mayer." He's like, "I can't believe like it's like Dave just like die, like weep and cry, but he it's he's got a very emotional hold on people. It's like yeah. in the way that Dave Chappelle certainly does not. Uh, <laughs> and the kind of people that see Chappelle are the kind of people that go on to." Newscasts and say Baba Booey. Those are the kind oh, of people that yeah, like yeah. Dave Chappelle. The kind of people like John Mayer, like or like sign my boob, or you were there when my mother was in chemo. Oh God! Or like it's a gamut of emotionally connected people. Um, wow. So yeah. Anyway, but when I saw him, um, I don't want to name our mutual friend because that might get me in trouble. 
uh, but we have a mutual friend who was there at that show too, who's also a musician. And when he saw me standing near John, I, I said hi. And I said hi. And then John looks at me and goes, "Yeah." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> not again! I can't be pulled back into your web of lies, John Mayer." Uh, mm. Who in the John Mayer story would you cast as John Mayer? <laughs> I'm, it's it's sad because he's too old, but I think Justin Theroux would be so perfect. Ooh. He'd be a great John. But he's like 15 years older than John Mayer. I would say like, um, Shia LaBeouf isn't self-aware enough to be as as like cheesy as John knows he is. Mm. So the, the John Mayer would be like, oh, you know who? Chris Pine would be a really good John. Mayer. Oh, he'd be a great John Mayer. Right, and we could put him in like an ombre poncho. Oh wow! And jeans. Wow! But then he would have like those. He would have um, ear pods. And two, because oh. that's John Mayer in a nutshell, isn't it? That's totally John Mayer. <laughs> like some kind of Navajo blanket as a shirt, and and Birkenstocks, but ear pods in his ears and a guitar. I just I just want to pitch this mm-hmm. as an idea. Yeah. What do you think of? Oh, where's the kid's name? He's so good. I also wanted him to play Han Solo. I wanted this guy to play everything. Oh, um, um, not the one who got it, right? Because I love that kid. No, I'm sure he's great too. I mean. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. Alden, Alden. I'm sure he's fine if you play Han Solo. <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the young man's Harry name? Harry Styles auditioned to be Han. Uh, Harry Styles would be, may, might not be a bad John Mayer because they're so close. He'd be a great John Mayer. Yeah, he Jesus, he'd be Mayer. a good John Mayer. And that'd be kind of an edgy role for him. It would. Actually, he should do it. He should play John Mayer. Harry, you should do that. The person I had is no one's even gonna know who this is. It's gonna be like this like ten minute lead in and, and I'm they're gonna, gonna be like, like, it's dead body number four on NCIS. <laughs> Adrian LaRue <laughs> Who? Should I know who that or is? Or you'd be like, Oh, it's um it's James Corden. Like, it's, yeah. it's Emery Cohen. That's oh, who I think should play John oh, Mayer. The kid from Brooklyn. The kid from Brooklyn. You could do it. Yeah, no, the kid from Brooklyn. The kid from Brooklyn. I, I think he's a good actor. Oh my god. I don't know what he's done besides he, yeah, I think he's always perpetually breaking out of stuff. He's got a vulnerability. We have a, we had a former staff member here who, who like he was her marquee crush. I'm like, you don't get a crush on that guy. Who was? Well, I guess we shouldn't. For legal reasons, we don't want to name the former staffer no. whose crush was Emery Cohen. Yeah. The thing about like a crush at Emery Cohen's level is like you feel like maybe things could work out. Yeah. You hope that you get a mayor situation where he yeah, thinks yeah, yeah. somebody else. And it is can, possible. Yeah. My my best friend Corinne's motto is uh, about dating is at first I'm there for you and yeah. then I'm just there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want with Emery Cohen. Like, oh Emery, like I'm here with you at this table and now we move we live together. We're in a committed relationship. I did see Emery Cohen at um, at Basics once. Mm-hmm. With a woman who I think was like a manager or agent or something. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a business thing. So if I get that opportunity again, okay, um, I am going to pitch this. <laughs> okay. Who would you – and by the way, not based on my looks, but who would you cast as me? You can use an actor. So it's kind of like this. The, the role is as a, as a Hollywood party reporter yeah. who goes to both functions for like mocha art gala fundraisers, premieres um, – uh, you know, covers sort of, and this is at a time too when Alley Nightlife meant something. Oh yeah, Amanda Demi still had a nightclub here, like it was that kind of thing. Well, so you're there's only one actor who can play you, and this is oh, one of my no. favorite actors. Who is it? But he's like Dom many, DeLuise. He's like many years too old. He's like twenty years too old. Dom DeLuise. No, Alan Cumming. You think for me? I love Alan Cumming. Aww. I love the Alan Cumming energy. Okay, thank he's like, you. He's like my favorite. Thank you so much. What was that movie that he was just in? He was in, um, oh my God, he was in, um, 
you know that movie Men versus Women. No, Battle of the Sexes. <laughs> <laughs> the of the sexes. He and he made women. he made Battle of the Sexes. Oh my like, god! He has like five he lines. He did make he Battle of the Sexes. It. Or you can give it to that that mouthy, amazing firebrand um, Noah Galvin from Noah. The Fosters, the one who oh who he's the one who that's a got good into one. so much trouble that's for like being outspoken. Um, that's a, and when you originally yeah. told the story, you yeah. said it could be the fat guy from Mean Girls. Yes, which was really yes. selling yourself short. I have a, I have a, yeah, I have a consistent joke um, about with my friends where I always say something like, "We'll cast it as an American crime story because <laughs> I feel like it's the most ridiculous but amazing casting." Um, and I'm like, these, I always say that, well, they'll screen test Chris Evans, but they'll give it to Daniel Francese, <laughs> who's the kid from Mean Girls. <laughs> whatever, whatever, straight to offer, straight to offer. <laughs> whatever it was like. Oh, you remind me of some actor. Oh, who is it? Who could it be? And I'm always like, I know who you're going to say. I know. And they're like, oh, who? Gosh, it's right at the tip of my tongue. Like, that sounds like it's going to yeah, be good. Yeah. It's going to a good place. And then they're always like, I'm always like, Tom Green. And they're like, yeah, it's Tom oh Green. God. It's they're totally like, they're Tom like Green. Tyler Perry, but in drag. <laughs> <laughs> you're a less attractive, less monotone Tom Green. More monotone Tom Green. Yeah, except Tom well, like, Green is a good rapper who can skate and is funny. Green has too much personality. It's like Brown. You're like Tom Brown. I, yeah, that was, so oh I don't God. want the movie to be made. Okay. I'm like, I mean, don't even make the movie. Yeah, and then I think that's the only part. It's just the two of us. It's, there's no, that's the screenplay. It's, it's a two-hander. It's a two-hander. <laughs> it's like the Liberace movie. It's Lily Damon and, and Michael Douglas. Yeah. Uh, for my pitch, yes, please. For my That's, film this yes. now, which is a very different movie. So, um, so all you art house people out there, yeah, let go of my mayor concept. Make it. Call me if you want to make it. But this is this has charisma. It has tears. It has the American dream. This this really has everything. It yeah. doesn't have as much detail. It's just a concept. Yeah. You told me once mm. that Nick Denton. Of Gawker, yes. Once went on a date with Matt Drudge. I, that is a very long-standing rumor. Yes, I cannot once. find any evidence that this happened. <laughs> I have spent spent hours searching. By the way, I did not think this is what you were going to pitch. By the way, I thought it was something else. I wasn't. Did you decide to pocket that pitch so you can write it? When I came into the room, I had no intention of pitching this, but you reminded me of it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. we had the dream of doing it as a two-man show. Oh my god! I don't know who plays. A who. former managing editor here told me that that <laughs> happened, and that was a long. The reason for their for Drudge's long-standing obsession wow. with Gawker and his gleeful coverage of its demise. But by the way, as if Nick Denton wow. never gave, like served anybody their their just desserts. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, these two complete powerhouses from yeah. totally different places, but have a similar canniness and a similar ruthlessness. Totally. I really like, what are they like as a couple, a possible couple? I yeah. feel like they're innately going to be so competitive with each other. Absolutely. And, and is there, are there, do they have a model in Greek mythology or in Shakespeare? Like, is there any model for the, that kind of incendiary sameness? It's, yeah. I don't think there is. They're, but they are kind of opposites. It's like they're... It's like, are they going to... There's that thing of, like, are two, when two animals look in each other's eyes <laughs> in five <laughs> seconds, they're either going to have sex or kill each other? Totally. Or, like, um, do you know the yawning theory? No. You don't know this? No. The re- okay, it might be bullshit, but um, or, or fake science, but there's a the theory, or there's an apparently a proven thing, the reason yawns are contagious is because when one animal is about to fall asleep, it wants to show the other animals that don't fuck with me, and it flashes canines. That's like, yawn. Oh, my God. So you show your God. teeth. And then everyone else says it because, like, oh, you can't fuck with me either. And the pack does it in a circle. Do we call them? Do we call it canines? 
Like what? Are yeah, we your calling? K, your K, your pointy teeth, your vampire teeth. Does, or called your canines. Does Nick Denton <laughs> tell Matt Drudge that story? Before they <laughs> Maybe fall he does. Wait, and they t- he tells them that story at Da Silvano because it's the media power restaurant in New York, <laughs> and it's all they've they've been on. Or they or they or wait, no. Denton can't get a table at Da Silvano. Assuming that Denton was the one who asked Drudge on the date, which I don't think is true. I think it's vice versa. I like I like it the other way. I like Drudge can't get a table because yes. Drudge is like the outsider. Yes, Drudge can't get a table, so they have to go to like one of those New York um, checker cloth table Chianti bottle restaurants and over like that lady in the tramp charming yeah. Italian ruin yeah. tells the fang story and that oh. sets up their entire dynamic oh. and then not unlike Feud, Benny, and Joan uh, spend the rest of their lives warring because feuds aren't about hate they're about pain oh. boom oh my god chills I have chills shoot this now <laughs> don't shoot it later shoot this now, now. Uh, did we name the John Mayer story? Are we just going to call it the John Mayer story? Untitled John Mayer Knows Me Story. <laughs> and I think that's our first episode. That's our first episode ever. Um, you know, we're going to open source this. If you have things that yeah. you would like to see shot now, yeah. uh, go ahead and send them to us. You can and send we'll them maybe to read some. Or, we'll or, read some yeah. on the thing. Okay. And I'm going to give my email on the air. Okay. Uh, it's tim at therap.com. T-H-E-W-R-A-P.com. Uh, we can also give yours, but yours is longer. Yeah, I, and actually you can't have my email only because John Mayer <laughs> has it. And he might email and I need to be able to see his email when it comes in. Um, thank you for listening thank this you long. So much. And we'll see you guys again soon. This is Tom Green and John <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> See you very soon. Bye-bye.